It is a tradition unlike any other. It is the 86th Masters uh, golf tournament coming up this weekend. I don't know if it's the 86th, but I know the tournament started in 1934. Augusta National Golf Club, and uh, they play four majors throughout the year. I think golf purists and golf traditionalists would say this is probably the most important golf tournament. Tiger Woods, our defending champion, and what is probably... Uh, one of the greatest moments of the 21st century uh, when you're looking at it through a sports lens. Tiger winning last year's Masters. Joined with uh, Bones DK Golf, TW Man 66. We got some golf picks coming up. Let's just start with that uh, moment from last year's Masters, which seems like it was 15 years ago, quite honestly. It's been so long since we've been at Augusta National Golf Club. What do you guys remember about Tiger <laughs> winning last year and, and and you know kind of put it in context of, of what because i'm saying i'm 40 years old that was probably the best the most iconic sports moment of my life aside from my hometown teams winning stanley cups and super bowls where do you where do you put it on your on your ledger uh tw man it was awesome man i mean i, I actually just watched the clip earlier today i hadn't watched it in a long time and, and it, it's like hard to re- realize that Woods is the defending champion here, you know? Like, it's been, they had to cancel the one because of COVID. Like, he's the last guy to win at Augusta. But see, seeing him walk the, the uh, you know, it's a pathway through the fans from the 18th green to the clubhouse was was one of the most spectacular moments. Like, raw emotion and just really, really, like, really awesome. Maybe the time elapsed between uh, when this tournament last took place makes it hard to to uh, believe Tiger Woods is still our champion. But Robbie's forty to one coming in this weekend, and I know the field is well aware that he is the defending champion. Do you look for anything? Just an early pick uh, in in today's podcast. Anything from Tiger Woods this week, Rob? I mean, uh, you can't say no to Tiger Woods as a Masters. Uh, you know, he hasn't been playing amazing. Uh, missed cut of the U.S. Open this year, 37th PGA, uh, coming off a 72nd at the Zozo. I mean, if you just talk about recent form, it's a little scary. But overall, Tiger Woods is the master. Uh, I, I don't see how um, I can talk you out of him. Not going to be any fans there this year, so he's not going to get that warm uh, that warm ovation from the fans that he so rightfully deserves. But this has got to be good for golfers, right? Not having any fans there. I mean, no distractions at all. You focus in uh, on the golf course and maybe the, the hopefully you get paired with a guy that you're comfortable with, uh, Wild Man. What do you think about no fans being there? There's not going to be any ropes. Uh, it's going to look different, I think, uh, not only because we're playing it in November, but there's it, it, you know, not going to be any grandstands or anything there. Uh, it's going to be a, a visually pleasing experience on the television viewing side. But what do you think it's going to be like for the players? It's got to be good for them, right? I think, yeah, I, I think so. And I think that the only tangible, really negative uh, guy that could be adversely affected by it is Tiger. You know, like those roars around Tiger, especially at Augusta, you know, shake the world down there in Georgia. Uh, and, and, you know, so I would imagine a lot of guys will benefit from not having to deal with the roars coming from, from, you know, other areas in the course. One guy in particular who probably benefits more than anybody is, is, uh, Patrick Reed, because most guys like to give Reed some shit out there, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so he's not going to have any hecklers. Um, obviously he's a defending champ, but I mean, I think, I think there is, 
a benefit to a lot of guys out here that, that don't have to deal with the crowd noise that Tiger brings and is so accustomed to. And Phil probably for that matter too. It, it actually, it actually might right? help the, the worst golfers because there's going to be less pressure. Uh, you know, essentially there's no people there. So it could help, uh, you know, the guys that are, are struggling from the bottom. Yeah, like a Tiger roar at Augusta is unlike any other sound in pro sports. Right, you know. Speaking of Patrick Reed, 28 to 1 odds, guys. Went to Valdosta State, I believe, also, which is located right there in Georgia. I know he's he either grew up very close to Augusta National Golf Club or, or has a house around Augusta National Golf Club. So he's somebody you might want to look out for, a closet sleeper. Maybe we'll get to a little later here in the podcast and talk about when we get uh, Bones DK Golf's top picks. A lot of excitement around this golf tournament because it's been so long since we've had a Masters. And not only that, we're playing it in a much different time of year. We're playing it in November here. So a lot of excitement surrounding the golf tournament. We'll talk a little bit about the weather conditions here in just a moment, but COVID still kind of lingering over this golf tournament also, Bones DK. Sergio Garcia has to withdraw from the tournament. We just talked about also some of the adjustments or some of the changes that are going to be there at Augusta. You're not going to have any fans there. You're not going to have any ropes, any grandstands. Um, you know, are you concerned at all as you are constructing a lineup, Bones DK, about this COVID virus uh, and how it's going to affect this golf tournament this weekend? Uh, no, I'm not really looking into it at all. You know, you look at Dustin Johnson, he's coming off COVID and uh, came in uh, second place. So uh, I'm not really too worried about the COVID thing and the different time of year. These guys are pros. Um, it's still the same course. Um, so I don't think the timing or COVID really has anything to do with my construction this week. Steve, what about you, uh, Wildman? I mean, Garcia had to withdraw. What I'm suggesting and and uh, maybe you understood this or didn't, Rob, but what happens if a guy in your lineup gets COVID all of a sudden? It's possible. Here in this country, statistically speaking, not politically speaking, statistically speaking, we had a record yesterday, wild man, of most cases ever in, You know, since the COVID thing began in March. Are you at all concerned about these guys getting sick, some of the players for your lineup this week? I'm concerned about it every week. I mean, I'm, I'm, I was concerned about it last week. You know, I set my alarm if there's an early... East Coast tee off and wake up and make sure I scroll through to see if anybody, you know, their test has come back inconclusive or something, they get pulled out of the tournament. So there's really no in between or gray area here. What I don't know, though, is if they're testing during the event. I, I don't know that offhand. So, you know, as long as you get your guys to start, you know, you've, you've got over the first hurdle. But, but definitely, especially when you're playing big money. You know, it's something you merely can't overlook. I mean, there, there's a possibility that somebody, you know, gets symptoms during the event. I mean, I, it's just, it, it is what it is. I think it's a huge deal that Sergio Garcia, who won this tournament a few years back, is not able to compete in it. That's insane to me. This is, again, as I started the podcast with, some might argue, and, and I think maybe you guys would agree, this is probably the most important of the four major golf tournaments, and there's only four major golf tournaments. And let's be honest, in contemporary golf, all that matters are these major golf tournaments. Uh, I think Sergio being down not only sucks for him, but I think it also throws caution to the wind to some of these other golfers too. Remember, Phil wouldn't play at Houston or wherever it was a week ago also because he was so worried about getting sick for this tournament. I think there's a lot of responsibility 
on these golfers, their families, the people that are in these bubbles at Augusta this weekend to try and keep it clean? Would you? Uh, and, I, and again, I don't. I know we're getting a little off golf here, but uh, this is a this is the biggest golf tournament of the year, guys. Most coveted. You know, I think it's important to what Wildman says. Check the lineup ten minutes before it starts. Make sure nobody's sick. And at that point, we're all gambling, right? We're gambling on these guys to play, and we're gambling that they don't show during true. the tournament. It's so, a matter of life and death, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I have not heard yet of anybody being diagnosed in the middle of a tournament that I can think of. But there have been, you know, a, a significant amount of withdrawals. There like yeah, there were four. about three or four last week withdrawals during the tournament. Uh, that's why I'm not making Jason Dancy. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Day was wearing mittens in 60-degree weather at the U.S. Open. Uh, a little sniffle might send him to the hospital. Um, so, COVID. Is... He also had vertigo at, at Cambridge Bay. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> he passed gosh. out on the court. <laughs> what, what a moment that was. Did he end up winning at Chambers Bay? No, Spieth won at Chambers Bay, but I think I think Day was like in in contention. You know? Oh, he was. He, there's out. no doubt about it because I remember him like being passed out on the golf course, like having to lay down. What a, what a bizarre situation that was. Um, so you know, Day is going to be dealing with a lot of things. Some of the golfers were hoping can avoid COVID. Um, the conditions. Though, How about this? How about this take? Dustin Johnson and, and Scheffler already had it, so they're locked, right? They're not going to withdraw. <laughs> they should be. You're right. That's a great point. They, they uh, what do they have? Durable immunity, I think, is what they call it. I think they believe that exists. Who knows what's going on with that? Though, let's move on from COVID. Though, everybody's dealing with that. The conditions that these golfers are going to be dealing with in November at Augusta. Uh, the Bermuda grass is actually still around. It'd normally be killed off this time of year, but they kept it around for the for the Masters Golf Tournament, so there's some out there. There's been some trees added to the par fives. Um, Augusta really hasn't given a reason for that, but a lot of experts think the motivation behind that is to try and uh, challenge the longer hitters to play a more precise tee shot. Uh, according to ESPN's Bob Herrig, the rough appeared a little longer on Monday when he did a little walkthrough. And there's going to be some rain in the forecast here, TW man. So important stats this week. Um, and how are the conditions going to play in uh, to, to your lineup construction? Well, I don't think it changes a whole lot. You know, even in April, Augusta tends to get a little bit of rain. Uh, if you remember Adam Scott winning, you know, he won it in showers. And, uh, and and so that's not that out of the ordinary to get some rain during this event. Um, the temperatures are still going to be warm in Georgia. Uh, you know, the winds there are always difficult because of the, the way the course is laid out, where you have those trees kind of blocking the low-level winds, which makes it really hard to figure out because the winds above your head are, are a lot different than the winds at your eye level. So... Um, I think you're going to be dealing with a lot of the same stuff. And, and this course is, if there's ever a course to just rely on the course history of it, you know, their grounds crew has done a good job. If you've been following any of those photoshops and uh, video transformations of the course, yeah, I expect it to look pretty similar um, as it normally does. You might get a little bit more rollout, actually, which favors longer hitters. So, Rob, what are the uh, important stats that you're looking for this week when you're constructing your lineup? Yeah, I mean, you pretty much nailed it. I'm looking at uh, driving distance and uh, just, you know, guys that can scramble and play well around the green like Xander Shoffley. 
Uh, you know, guys with a great short game. Um, not relying on, you know, uh, the greens are fast, so anything can happen on the greens. So I'm not going to really look at putters this week. Uh, just driving distance, accuracy, and guys who can play tough cor- uh, courses uh, well. Bryson DeChambeau, U.S. Open winner uh, a little over a month ago. Um, played a nine-hole practice round with Tiger Woods and Justin Thomas. Was out driving Tiger Woods by 40 yards. Was out driving JT by uh, 25 yards. Had two drives on the front side par fives that went over for 340 yards. And he's also talking now about, like, RPMs on his swing speed. I mean, the guy is so dialed in. Um, I know a lot of people don't like him. I'm kind of on the fence with him. But, Wildman, how do you feel about DeChambeau this week? Rob just talked about long hitters. This guy is the longest hitter. And uh, he's thinking he can maybe average 340 yards off the tee this week. Thoughts? Yeah, I saw something else where he was hitting seven iron at worst into all the par fives. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's any way you cook it, it's an advantage. You know, if you want to hate on the guy for playing the way he plays, you can. But it's just, it, it, it's simply easier to hit a shot from 150 yards than it is from 200 yards. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an advantage for him. What I look at at Augusta, though, is that it doesn't just benefit the long hitter. It benefits the guys that can shape shots, especially right to left, which is why it kind of favors lefties. If you think about all the lefties in one with Bubba, Mike Weir, uh, Phil, obviously, a couple times. Lefties tend to do pretty well here. Um, so there's some shot shaping. There's some craftsmanship around the green. There's winds to deal with. Like I said, I mean, a lot of these holes, especially in Amen Corner, have that swirling wind, you know, 30, 40 feet in the air that you can't throw grass up and see because you're protected by all those trees. Um, so there's a lot more that goes into Augusta than just pounding it as far as you can. Um the great ball strikers, the great short game players like Tiger, like Phil, tend to be the ones that are most successful here. Bryson doesn't have great history here. I mean, he doesn't. I think his best finish is like 26 or something like that in his three appearances here. So um, I think there's better spots when you're talking about his price versus the field uh, to play. This guy that runs uh, the golf simulator for CBSSports.com, I think his name is Mike McClure, ran 10,000 simulations, I believe, of this weekend's golf tournament. Bryson DeChambeau finished outside the top 10 in 86% of those um, simulations. Uh, The argument there was that while DeChambeau hits it long, he's not always as accurate. I think he's only 52% driving accuracy. Uh, And, again, these are statistics I'm getting from CBSSports.com. But DeChambeau is an interesting play every week uh, when you're playing DFS, and that doesn't change at all, whether it's the Masters or or, or the Zozo or whatever it was a couple weeks ago. Rob, I want to throw a couple big names at you and Wildman here before we get into your top picks for the week. Rory McIlroy. Um, he is at 14-1 to 1 coming into this golf tournament. Uh, the reason I bring up Rory is not only he's a big name, he's won here before. I'm sorry, he's, he's going for the slam, winning here. Uh, can he do it? What do you think about Rory this week? Yeah, Rory has, uh, I think Wildman said it earlier, like uh, like eight top 15s or top 10s here in a row, and then a 21st last year. So he, he has great history here at the Masters. Um, like, you can't really uh, say bad things about Rory McIlroy. However, the, the two guys I'm really, really looking at hard is John Rahm and Dustin Johnson. Uh, Dustin Johnson at $10,000 is laughable. 
uh, plug them in and move on. Honestly, I mean, this guy's playing the best golf in the world. Yeah. Um, John Rom, 10-5. Uh, he's trending up. I like to uh, bet on trends. And uh, the guy just seems like he's due, and he's really hungry. So um, easily my top two players are John Rom and Dustin Johnson. $10,000. I, I should mention Rory McIlroy coming in at $10,200. Uh, 18 for 18 in cuts made, though, this year. Also, eight top ten, so you can't go to sleep on Rory. Um, Steve, Jordan Spieth has nightmares about Augusta National since he uh, plunked two into the water on 14 or 15, whatever it was, a few years ago. Does he have any chance of coming back? Uh, he is at 30-1 to one this week, or 33-1. to one. And as I'm scrolling down on my DraftKings, I'm having a hard time even finding him here. Does anybody know what his uh, – here he is, 8,200. What about Spieth this week, Steve? Big name, a lot of history at Augusta. Yeah, I generally am not a big Spieth guy, particularly because of his accuracy off the stage that you just mentioned. Um, but there are there are just guys that that play well at certain places. I mean, he has yeah, – he finished 21st here last year with, with a first, a second, and a third – prior to that in the, in the three years leading up to it. So he's familiar with it. The pressure's not going to get to him. Um, it's just, can he put it all together? And he just hasn't been able to do it for a variety of reasons, particularly though his swing is just not where it once was. You know, can he catch lightning in a bottle on the green? Sure, he could. Uh, at 8,200, I think he's worth the conversation, but I, uh, I just, you know, I'm not in on him ever really anymore yeah and there's you know i mean he at 8200 i think that's actually a little expensive for him uh he's only made 17 of uh 23 cuts only three top tens just doesn't have it back yet he's still a super young guy he's probably got a chance in the future to, to get it back going but uh just not there yet rob one last big name before we get into your big picks here uh, for the week, Brooks Kepka. It's been an interesting 15 months for Brooks. Four-time major champion, though. He's won at Augusta here before. What does Brooks do for you? Coming in at 16-1, to 1, and he is going to cost you on DraftKings 9700 bucks. Thoughts on Brooks? Yeah, man, Brooks Kepka uh, coming in fifth place last week really makes it difficult and interesting uh, coming up to matches with him. Uh, has good history. You won him in majors. He, he's been hurt. Um, that's just something to add to the maybe the withdrawal list. You know, I don't know what's going on. He seems obviously fine with the fifth place, but uh, you just worry that if he might tweak something or you know get injured again, that he might withdraw. Uh, uh, you know, he could win you a lot of money this week. I don't think I'm going to fit him in my lineup, even though I had him in there uh, last week. All right, Xander Shoffley. Uh, you know, he's a crowd favorite. He's probably going to have high ownership, wouldn't you say, this week, Wild Man? Although he is the kind of player you want around here. A guy that's got a lot of momentum, plays well around the green, he can putt. But again, is the ownership rate of Xander going to be too much for you? Are you going to look to stay away from him this week? I think you just nailed it, you know, with these last two questions. I mean, you got Shoffley, you got Brooks Kepka sitting there at 98-97. Which, which side are you going to back? in the back of both. I mean, one of them's got four majors, uh, a runner-up here last year, a great right-to-left ball flight hitter. You know, Texas got a patented draw that he hit, which benefits him there. Uh, made his last four cuts here. You know, he's gotten better every time, 30th, 20th, 10th, 2nd. Um, 
Joffley, though, for me, for my money, is the best short game on the planet. Um, and a guy you simply just can't deny with the results. Now, he hasn't won. He's got a little bit of that Tony Finau going on where, you know, you can't really win the big one, but he's T5, T2, T3, T9, T5. Um, but the thing I'll caution about Xander, which I cautioned about a couple of weeks ago when we were talking, was he's been putting better than he's ever putted in his life. So the gamble with him is can he sustain it, you know, or is that regression coming? Because we know the regression is going to come with butter. It does for everybody. Is it going to come today, tomorrow, next week, in two weeks? We don't know. Uh, I think he's a fair play. I think 9,800 um, a bargain for him, though. He's made 21 of 22 cuts this year. He's got 10 top 10s also. But, again, that ownership rate is something you got to think about whenever you put Xander, or especially this week, I would say, with Xander. All right, uh, Bones DK Golf, let's hear some of your top picks for the week at that top-tier range. Uh, we heard a little bit. You say Rom, who's coming in at eleven to one. He's going to cost you ten five. J- Dustin Johnson is nine to one right now. Has some great history here at Augusta, also uh, in terms of top five and top ten plays, top ten finishes. So we know you like those two. Who else do you like top tier for your money? Yeah, I mean, I'm really, really leaning hard on those guys. <clears throat> um, I actually like Xander this week, so I'm going to look hard into him. Um, so definitely DJ Rom and uh, Xander. I'm looking at hard. And if you go down below a little bit more, um, I think Webb Simpson's really sneaky. I think the guy's been playing really great golf. Probably Lowe, uh, Patrick Reed, Tiger, Bubba, and you know Hatton and Morikawa all surrounding him. Um, I just think he's a sneaky player. I'm going to try to fit him into my lineups. Um, and uh, that's pretty much my top plays up there. And Tony Finau at eighty eighty uh, eight hundred dollars. Um, that's my other top play. So, uh, Webb Simpson and Tony T now. Yeah, uh, TW Man, I was just going to say, you know, if you're looking at this mid-tier range, Finau at 88, Matsuyama at 87, Fleetwood at 86, Wolf at 85, Day at 84. I mean, boy, if you had to pick one of those five guys that you're playing mid-tier, those are some pretty heavy hitters right there. Uh, who are you liking most? Maybe a guy I didn't even mention at that mid-tier, eight to 9,000. Well, you, you, you got to remember that this is the most exclusive cut line in professional golf. Only the top 44 players make the cut, whereas the traditional tour events, top 65. There's never been a first-time winner here since 1979. I believe it was Fuzzy Zeller, actually. Uh, so first-time players, you know, it's their first time here. This is really a different animal. This is the Super Bowl of golf, you know? you got to take that into account, so... Not only do you need guys that can that can compete and, and handle the pressure, you need them to make the cut, an exclusive cut. And it should be mentioned also that there's a 10-shot rule here where anybody within 10 shots of the lead automatically makes the cut. So you could really theoretically have a lot more guys make the cut, but it's the top 44 in ties plus the 10-shot rule now. In the mid-tier, um, you look at two-time champ Bubba Watson, who's playing well. You look at Finau, who, you know, had he not had the ace on the par three contest on Wednesday two years ago and run down the middle of the fairway and, you know, snapped his ankle in half. Yeah. Still, I think, been intense that year. Um, and he's got a fifth to boot. I mean, he's a guy that can pound it off the tee uh, and pile up birdies. Long hitter. He's a guy I really like. Uh, and Matt Fiamma, you know, uh, he sort of faded into nothing. And, and, and you can look back at his course history here. Over the last five, he's got 
a fifth, a seventh, an eleventh, a nineteenth, and, and a thirty-second. But he's five for five. Um, can he win? Eh, I doubt it. Uh, I just don't think he's got the putter in his bag to win this event. But um, yeah, I, I'd be looking at I'd be looking at Bubba. I'd be looking at Tony Finau in that low nine to upper eight range. And, and by the way, can I mention this too? What, what what's the argument against Dustin Johnson? We don't even have to get into it. But like, you got the number one player in the world who's got more wins on the PGA Tour. He's got a major, obviously, another slew of wins, the FedEx Cup. You're getting him as the fifth highest-rated golfer in this event? I mean, runner-up last year? It's offensive. All, all day long. It's, it's offensive. <laughs> That's why you plug him in, like Rob said. You don't, we don't even have to talk about it. There's no argument to be made. Plug him in your lineup and make sure he's one of your six that you got in there today. By the way, Matsuyama coming in at yeah. At uh, twenty-five to one, Finau coming in at twenty-five to one. Matt Wolf, a guy I men- just mentioned there a little bit ago, thirty-three to one. Jason Day and Webb Simpson also coming in at thirty-three to one. Fleetwood, uh, forty-five to one. So uh, Bones DK, six thousand to seven thousand range. We only got about five minutes left here. Also burning up a lot of golf talk here tonight. Who do you like at the lowest tier that you may be able to uh, plug in there and, and maybe make that exclusive cut line this weekend? Yeah, so, you know, the strategy I'm trying to do is plug in, like, five top-tier guys, and then you have a guy around $6,500 that you need to take a gamble on and hopefully make the cut. Um, those guys I was looking pretty hard into. Uh, Lanto Griffin, obviously, has been showing off lately, uh, playing great golf. Uh, I think he's some, someone to look at. Actually shows up in majors as well, so I, I really think he's somebody to look at, even though it's his first time around, the 32-year-old. Um, the other guy I'm looking at... Um, is what's his name here? Sixty. I can't even remember his name. Victor Perez. Victor Perez. Uh, he's playing good. Uh, good golf in the Euro uh, Tour. Um, Sixty five hundred dollars, I believe. Uh, he's another guy I'm looking at below. Uh, Wild man, you have a little bit on Victor Perez, actually. If you want to give some intel on him, uh, we're looking at him pretty hard. Yeah, Victor Perez. Victor Perez. I'm glad you mentioned him because uh, he's definitely in terms of world golf ranking the best value in the event. He's 45th in the world golf ranking. He's got a runner-up at the BMW in Europe uh, a few weeks ago to Tyrrell Hatton. And that's, that's actually the player's championship equivalent of the European Tour. So that's a really big event over there the guy showed up uh, uh, at. He's a 28-year-old Frenchman. Never played here before. He's coming in as a rookie. So don't expect him to win. But he had another big uh, runner-up earlier in the year, I think in January at the HSBC in Europe. Uh, so he's, you know, he's got results. He's got world golf ranking to back him up. He's got a worldwide win as well. Um, I'm not sure how his game is going to translate to Augusta in November in this bizarre situation. But um, I think that he's, you know, he checks the boxes on paper. Let's say. Uh, yeah. And He's, our sixth, he's, he's the sixth guy in, so you're just hoping he makes the cut and, you know, plays decent golf. And if these top five guys you choose do well, then, you know, that's all you need out of them. So, yeah. uh, 22nd to the PGA Championship this year as well, a major. Oh, there you go. That's a good one. I, I didn't, I didn't, wasn't even going to rattle that off. That's great. So, he's got a top 25 in a major this year. He's got a second at the, at the uh, BMW. I mean, that, that guy's got some results. A guy very similar to him that I'd look at. He's a little bit more pricey. Sixty nine hundred is Burns Beastberger, another Euro Tour guy. Good World Golf ranking. Made his last four cuts here at Augusta. He's got experience here and playing. Um, and then if you're a course history guy, 
you know, I would not endorse this pick. But if you're a course history kind of guy, Jimmy Walker at 6,300, former major champion, he's made his last five here. Wow. Uh, five That's cuts. a name I didn't even so, think of. Didn't even know he was in the tournament. Really good stuff here, guys. The uh, I, I, Like I said, 86th uh, Masters Golf Tournament coming up this weekend. Gets underway early, Thursday, 6 a.m., I uh, want to give a shout-out to Wolf Goat one also. You guys had a big hey. tournament with him this past weekend. Talk a little bit about how that turned out for you guys. Yeah, we hung in there. Uh, Wolf Goat ended up finishing 73rd in the World Golf Championship. So he's a top 100 player uh, as far as 2020 fantasy golf goes. You know, capping off a pretty good year. Fell a little bit short, you know. Um, it, was, it was a weird tournament. You know, I don't even know if it was supposed to be that tournament originally. The tournament uh to win that, so that was, that was a weird tournament. Yeah, good good year for Wolfgoat, no doubt about it. He is a disciple of Bones DK Golf. Don't forget Bones DK Golf, TW Man 66, cash for 110 grand already this year. Wolfgoat won, was able to win his way, satellite his way into that World Golf Championship this past weekend. Also cashed a ticket for 50 grand, or maybe 60 grand even earlier this year. So uh, these guys. Hey, he took on the dog leg as well. The dog leg for 10 grand, and then uh, I think the $200 single for 50. So these guys aren't playing uh, playing around here. We appreciate your intel, guys. It is a tradition unlike any other, the 86th Masters Golf Tournament coming up this weekend, Thursday. Got to have your lineups in. Start by 6 a.m., so make sure you have them in by then. Tiger Woods, your defending champion. A lot of good golf talk here tonight, guys. We appreciate you so much. Thanks for being with us. Yo, thanks, Edge. Appreciate hey, it. Hey, if you're listening to this, you know, that means you love golf, enjoy the Super Bowl of golf. Best week of the year. <laughs>